Welcome to Rising Femme, a podcast dedicated to helping you rise higher in all areas of your life and leadership. I'm your host, therapist and mindset business success coach, Monique Harding. Over the last seven years, I've mentored thousands of ambitious visionaries and purpose-led leaders looking to expand their income and their impact, embody their fullness and connect with their true north. I'll be bringing you some of my favorite thought leaders, cozy solo riffs that mess with your stuck thinking, and powerful story shares across all things business, relationships, money, and more. If you're a bold, big dreaming woman ready to unlock your highest potential with confidence and unshakable self-belief, settle in. Let's get into today's episode. Hi there. I am so happy to be bringing this one to you. I've just had the most beautiful, relaxing, calming, dreamy weekend with the fam. And I think it has just reiterated everything that I'm going to be sharing with you in today's episode. I've come off a great call with one of my beautiful long-term coaching clients where we have been exploring one of the steps in this exact process that I want to take you through today. And that is my five-step process for getting what you want. Because you see, as a coach, people come to see you to get the things they want, right? Like literally every single one of my clients is seeing me for this same reason. Let's just keep it really basic here. Whether it's 20K months, a dedicated team, they might want better communication skills, they might want time freedom, they might be launching a new project. They are engaging in coaching to get a result, to become a certain version of themselves that can bring that dream into reality. And the truth is that often people will sign on to coaching and we'll have our initial session and they will walk away realizing that they are so much closer to everything that they want and they desire than they actually thought possible, which is just such a joyful part of the process, witnessing that and seeing people's idea of possibility just completely expand. Now, reason for that, of course, is again down to this filtration system that we keep talking about. It kind of gets in our way a bit, doesn't it? Great for keeping us safe. You know, we definitely want that filtration system when we are in danger or if there's something that's going to emotionally hurt us, it helps us really hyper-focus in on the things that matter most. However, what can sometimes happen is we live in these outdated versions of ourselves, these outdated templates of ourselves, and we kind of then get a bit stuck in our past, in our habitual ways of thinking, in our habitual ways of believing what's possible in terms of time, in terms of effort, in terms of knowledge. When the reality is that the illusion of time and beliefs around how long things take is very, very unique to you. What I think is achievable in three months, you might think is achievable in 12 Yeah. So being in 
proximity in a room of people who play with the edges of possibility can be super, super inspiring. And that's what I want to invite you into today. Now, before I get into the five-step process to getting what you want, I want to introduce you to this core idea that we need to take on. Yeah, And that is that every thought, goal, process, idea of how something will come to fruition is that just an idea. It's not reality. So thinking that you have five years experience or you need five years experience to go for the management role, or you need to have been working in marketing for 10 years before you can open your consulting firm in order to be successful is an idea. It's a very interesting idea. However, that might be an idea that you hold because of all kinds of conditioning, experiences, thoughts, opinions, advice that you've been given over the years. And another person with a totally different realm of experience, conditioning, advice might believe that it only takes 12 months or that that's available to you whenever you want it, that experience is created, that connection is the most important thing in stepping out into a new venture. So we can see how this is completely unique experience and something that we can totally play with, mess around with, and come out with a different result simply through having a slightly different conversation. So I really invite you in terms of this particular episode to bring something that you're currently working towards, whether that's a goal, maybe an idea that you're trying to bring to fruition. Um, It might be something that you're looking to achieve, uh, something that's sitting on your vision board. And let's really unpack these different steps that you can take to make that dream, to make that idea your reality. Now, step one of my five-step process is to create clarity. Now, most people, I have to say, get step one and step two mixed up. And there's a reason why clarity comes first. Most people don't achieve their dreams or desires because they aren't defined properly. Yeah. Often people will talk about what they desire in terms of a felt experience, in terms of an emotion. I just want to be happy or I want to feel free, which are all great things that you're working towards, but they're not exactly goals. They're not exactly tangible things that you can have, that you can achieve, that you can work towards, right? Felt experiences are available to you at any point in time, really. You don't necessarily need to change anything in order to feel a sense of happiness. So we're more, if we're thinking about it and defining it currently in terms of emotion, we want to start to shift that in terms of, okay, you're feeling happy. What do you picture? What does your life look like? How are you spending your days? And then that will enable us to get the clarity of defining these goals, of defining what you're wanting to work towards properly. Now, part of this clarity process is really declaring what it is, claiming what you want, making sure it's really tangible, yeah, shifting out of preferences and moving it into something that feels really measurable, feels really clear and is really specific, 
So that's your step one. Make sure that you have something specific there. I am claiming that I want $100,000 in my bank account. I, uh, I desire working with 20 clients a month. I have a mastermind that has 20 people on the wait list. Insert goal, desire, whatever your dreams are currently aligned with. Now, step number two, and if you remember, I said that often people get these two mixed up, and that is to give yourself permission. Now, most people try and do this step first, but fail because they don't have clarity around what it is that they're actually trying to work towards. So giving yourself permission is about linking it to your why. Why is this important to you? You know, most of us who I hope are listening to this podcast, I are good humans doing good things in the world, right? That's typically who I align with in terms of my clients, people who are service-led, who are trying to expand their impact, who are trying to make the world a better place, who are trying to make a difference. So being connected to our why is so super important. It's the thing that helps us overcome self-doubt. It helps us overcome imposter syndrome. It helps us move past any of the expansion anxiety, any of the nervous system dysregulation that is inevitably going to show up in your entrepreneurial journey. So I can't highlight this step as just being so essential, getting clear on your why and giving yourself that permission. The permission slip is literally you signing off on the why and acknowledging that this is bigger than you. It's bigger than your stuff. It's bigger than your insecurities and really going for it. Now, what typically happens is once you've got the clarity in step one, you've moved into the permission piece, it's almost like that in itself creates a bit of the nervous system dysregulation and a whole heap of resistance is likely going to come up. Now, in step three, I want you to explore this resistance. Get curious with yourself, you know, Try and disprove any of the beliefs you have around this thing not being achievable, this thing not being possible. Start to explore why you want to stay the way you you are right now, why you're staying where you are right now. Because remember, all behavior is functional. It serves you in some way. You might not think it does. You might have been talking about your pain point girl for years about, I don't know, working in your government job whilst dreaming of starting a business where you can spend Fridays with your kids at the beach. However, you avoiding doing that, you staying in that job is also supporting to you, you to avoid the fear of failure. It is supporting you to avoid rejection. It is keeping you feeling safe and secure, perhaps in terms of income, superannuation. We can't move forward until we know what's the messenger in this resistance. Because once we know what is the function of the behavior? What is it that's keeping us stuck, that's keeping us doing the thing that we know we want to shift? Then that gives us a definition of a problem that we can solve. Maybe you need to go and put a bit of money into your super. Maybe that 
safety and security of the government job is something that you don't want to give away right now. That might be something that you want to continue on the side. Perhaps your transition into business ownership is you working part time or you starting your side hustle initially. It really helps us open up different possibility than perhaps we would have thought of if we skipped this step. And I really like this particular step as well, because when I'm working with clients through the resistance, it often helps us shift out of thinking of what's commonly seen as self-sabotaging behaviors as actually being self-protective behaviors, right? You might think that you're keeping yourself stuck. You might think that you have all of these self-sabotaging tendencies when the reality is that they are really self-protective tendencies. They're in place to help you manage anxiety, to help you manage fear of rejection, to help you manage fear of loss of safety, loss of income. So getting curious with that can be really supportive in taking us to a whole different level of problem solving of uh, being able to, to think through what it is that we actually need in order to feel safe enough to take the next step. And in my experience working with women, we really need to honor it in this way if we have hope to move. And I think that's important to note because some people can get into almost battling themselves with the self-sabotage stuff, whereas when you shift into thinking about it in terms of being more protective behaviors, and yes, I'll note that sometimes these protective behaviors are outdated protective behaviors. They might be protective behaviors that we used in our childhood, in our younger years, when we were in slightly different situations. They are still protective behaviors nonetheless. So we can meet them with compassion. We can understand them more. And then we can help almost have a bit of either distance from the resistance. What a good rhyme. Or we can really overcome the resistance totally because we just see it in a really, really different way. So that's step three, exploring the resistance. I'm interrupting this episode momentarily to let you know how you can be coached by me in 2023. I'm currently taking expressions of interest for my mastermind for female founders. This is the coaching experience for you if you are looking to do the deeper inner self-exploration work to greater impact and income. I will support you over six months to strengthen your CEO psychology, refine your strategy, and take aligned action. If you're looking to become more self-led, step into confidence and clarity in all areas of your business and life, head over to Monique Harding dot co forward slash mastermind and pop your details down to be the first to hear and receive $1,000 off. Let's get back into the episode. Once you've explored the resistance, you'll likely have perhaps a slightly different idea as to what your next steps are. So you've had the clarity in step one, you've connected in with your why, given yourself the radical permission in step two, the resistance has come up in step three, we've explored that, that's brought us some new ideas of how to move forward. Step four is then taking whatever action is available to you, but whatever action is available to you right 
now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, right now. And I'm talking tiny, small action here, right? 1%. It's minuscule. But 1% is so powerful. Think about you driving from your home to your work. If we shifted the route you were driving, just 1%, you would end up likely in a totally different suburb, in a completely different workplace household even potentially. So 1% really helps us move the needle forward. Don't don't look down on the 1% guys because 1% today it's going to compound over time and sooner than you know it you'll be at that big goal. Often defining things in big ways it actually keeps us really frozen. Yeah, the trick here is that it cannot be too big. We want to keep it small because the brain hates big change. It feels almost unsafe for our nervous system to be taking huge leapy action. That's why we often get, you know, the vulnerability hangovers and we get that kind of um, panicky feeling or nervousness feeling when we're taking huge leapy action. And of course, sometimes, you know, life in business is going to call for big leapy action. But when we're going through this process, the 1% is powerful enough for us to move the needle forward, for us to continue to collapse time and have what we want before we know it. Now, Let's say the action that you think of is to say, create your first group program. Perhaps you're a coach and you're sitting there and you're like, okay, my goal is I really want to have 20 people in my mastermind. You're like, okay, then the action is start to create some momentum. I'm going to create my first group program. That's not the action. That is not 1%, yeah? The action here might be to spend, I don't know, 30 minutes on musing over the learnings that you want to teach, yeah? You might get out some post-its. You might write down all of the things that you want to include in your mastermind, all of the different things that you want to have within your group program, you want to teach, you want to speak to, you want to share with the people coming into it. See how that's now much, much smaller. Whereas, you know, creating your first group program, you know, you're thinking about that, you're getting excited about it is great because it's going to flood your body with dopamine for starters and get you all excited. However, it's unlikely you're going to be able to come up with something really behavioral to do right now that is actually going to take you into growing this thing, into moving it closer into your reality because it's just simply too big. If the action is to batch a week of content, too big. Not 1%. Break this down. Write one social media post, even smaller. Do the graphic. 
for one social media post. Do one page of the graphic of a carousel. It could be as small as you like. Keep it really small, really tangible. Work with what is available to you right now. And that's the key here. You know, you might have an hour in front of you that you can dedicate to this. Your action then is going to look slightly different to say, if I jumped off this podcast and I had 10 minutes and I wanted to do something here that's available to me in this moment. Regardless of how much time you have, I'm going to challenge you here that there is always something you can do to work towards your goals in any given moment. It might be something more from a visualization manifestation perspective. It might be something really tangible that you could be doing to start to collapse time to bring that goal into your current reality. Now, when you're taking the action, important thing to keep in mind is to stay in that really abundant, excited, energized, felt experience. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because our brain has such strong ties to our emotions. You know, there's a whole area of our brain dedicated to emotions, to processing emotion. And because our mind has attached meaning to emotions, for a lot of us, feelings such as overwhelm, pressure, experiences experiences of stress can have very negative memories, very negative connotations. And thus, when we get stuck in those kind of feelings, it can result in us giving up or procrastinating or putting things off. So the more, the reason why I also say to keep it really small is because then it feels really accessible. It feels really doable, right? Not too big. Step five, your final step here. So you've taken the action, you've explored the resistance, you've got your why, it's all feeling super clear. Be the person now. So step five is all about embodiment. Now, remember what we spoke to at the start. All of our time frames, all of these ideas that we have of how long it takes to actualize our goals are made up. And remembering that they are made up is key to you continuing to embody the version of the person that has the thing that you want. Because the more you stay in that energy, the more you step into that embodiment of the person who has the goal, who has the group program, who got the CEO position, who has a team of 20, the more the little pieces, the little steps that needed to occur in order for you to hold that next level of success will become apparent. So be patient Stay focused, trust that what is meant for you will come for you and allow the spiritual and universal forces to support you. This step is really about committing to not stopping if it doesn't happen on your time. You know, continuing to stay really curious, to take action, to stay in that energy of maybe the energy of what if, you know, your mindset has to stay in the belief that any given moment is unfolding exactly as it should. You know, going to the 
unexpected party that you got invited to spontaneously might result in you meeting the person behind the business collaboration. Stay in curiosity. Keep asking yourself, are these steps all necessary? Be flexible, look for excellence, look for shortcuts, look for different ways to what you originally thought, bearing in mind that the process was just an idea. It was all simply made up. And I think this is where a mindset of gratitude, of acceptance, zooming out in order to zoom in, you know, seeing the journey and trusting that everything is working out and unfolding as it should be is so, so supportive. As I said, the more you step into that person, the more you show up as if you are already the person that holds that level of success, the clearer the the little bits and pieces that needed to be ironed out, that needed to be finalized before you could hold that will become to you. Give you a really tangible example here before I run my first ever group program, I started to block out that time in my diary. So I wanted to start to show up as if, you know, show up as if that version of me was always, was already in reality. I started to speak to the group program. I started to tell people it was something that I was offering. I started to take people onto the wait list. There was no group program yet. I hadn't even developed it, but I started to embody that person. And of course, through doing that, through having those conversations, through showing up in that way, all of the little things I needed to do in order to get that off the ground to make that dream my reality started to become really apparent. You know, I needed a way for them to pay me. I needed a, a, a system for the program to exist on, for people to be able to log into, to consume the content. I needed to record the, the content for starters, but you can see that's a quite a, a big, I guess, dramatic example. However, you can apply this to what ever area of your life you like. And I think that listening, you can see how the practice of embodiment is powerful. One, because it keeps us in that really high vibrational attraction state and it creates clarity around what the little steps, what those little one percenters are that need to occur in order for your dreams to become your reality. So that's it, friends, my five-step process for getting what you want. Create clarity, connect with your why, give yourself permission, explore the resistance, take whatever action's available to you right now and embody. If you are dreaming up some big action, if you've got a goal, if you've got something that you are madly desiring, take yourself through this and realize that all you are wanting, everything that you are craving right now is so, so close. And if you're looking for some extra accountability and permission, share it with me over on Instagram at Monique Harding underscore. I love hearing from you. Much love and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that you have gained some new insight and ideas from today's episode. I would love nothing more than to hear from you. 
tell me your greatest takeaway, how you're going to apply it, and why not share it in a review? It is honestly the biggest compliment that you can give to rate and review or share this with your people on Instagram. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, moniqueharding.co. You can get a free copy of my quiz to identify the one area that you're needing to work on now in order to increase your impact and income and level up in your life. Big love, and I'll see you next week.